From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between, talking local and national sports in just about anything discussed in the tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan, welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. We are back. Welcome to the Easy Speak podcast. Um... If you look on the corner of my name, uh, I could be slightly hungover. Just got back literally an hour and a half ago from Nashville. Spent the last three days in Nashville. Went to see Luke Combs at Nissan Stadium last night. Caught a Predators game while I was down there. Had a hell of a time. And uh, anytime you get to Nashville, if anybody that you know has been there, I'm sure they'll all say the same thing. It's amazing. And, uh, crazy at the same time so glad to be home had a little bit too much to drink so uh uh, looking forward to get this thing going we're going to be talking about some lions um latest news uh rich and jp and myself have put together a mock draft 1.0 uh so we'll be showing that to you guys and uh the pistons new coach uh who's it going to be we're going to speculate on that so uh without further ado i want to bring the other fellas in we got rich and we got jp what's up fellas oh uh gonna power through this bad boy tonight uh after a crazy weekend (laughs) dude you've been in the car for nine hours you're just fine (laughs) (laughs) actually and actually uh the uh the lovely christina drove the last half of the of the trip because uh couldn't keep my eyes open so uh she took over the wheel Puff. what's up tim <laughs> yeah but I, which is interesting because last night was probably the best night of sleep i got the whole weekend uh couldn't stay awake left thursday morning uh finished up the, my other show p- uploaded it got to bed at two was up at four drove eight hours and had no problem but got eight hours sleep last night and had had an issue so but, you can uh, turn right over your right shoulder and grab that thing right there and make that hangover go away. <laughs> well, uh may have had a, a few too many of Coors Lights. Uh, that was the, 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 the majority. Oh, moonshine. A lot of moonshine. So A lot of moonshine. A lot of uh, Old Smoky. <laughs> yes, it was an interesting weekend. So, but Milwaukee's, uh, char- Milwaukee's charging back now. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Milwaukee's got, charging. Giannis gets hurt uh, tonight. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, we'll start the show off tonight with uh what uh mr jasper likes to call the the pontiac pussycats uh the detroit lions um latest news or whatnot uh i guess there hasn't been a whole lot in since the last time we've we went on air but obviously we've got draft season coming up in a couple weeks wait hold on the bit well some of the biggest news that happened is uh, they the trade of Jeff Okuda. Oh yeah, Jeff Okuda. We didn't, gets... we didn't really talk about that. So no, obviously, obviously he was a high draft pick with third overall in the, in the previous regime, right? The yeah, previous, yes. We don't like to talk about them. Nope. So it kind of goes to tell you the inept that we had going on here for a number of years, where we drafted terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it and honestly, he he struggled from the rip because of injuries. Um, could, he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, he got drafted, and he got inserted into a defensive scheme that did not play to his strong suit. Right, uh, kind of like a lot of the things that the uh, previous <laughs> regime did is they 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 backfilled players um, whether they could their talents or their skill sets were conducive to sure. how they set it up. And remember, and set them up for failure. And remember, you know they were the smartest guys in the room, so you couldn't you couldn't yeah. tell them otherwise. And it, and it that was made sure uh, the very first press conference that they were in. But yeah, I mean, you figure Okuda gets picked third, and and I don't think either any of us sitting here today were really happy when they made that pick at three for oh. that corner. Yeah, uh, who who was in that draft that we could have got? It went right, I think, right after him, um, after Herbert. Yeah, yeah, Herbert. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, well, so he can, he can have fun getting cooked twice a year by Mike Evans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. in three years, he goes from a third pick in the draft to traded for a fifth round to the Falcons. So yeah, I mean, it's it, it just goes to show you 
the the state of the the Lions now compared to where they were back then. But um, I mean, yeah, if you look at it, the, he was kind of odd man out for what they did in the off season already with their signings. You know, uh, yeah. Gardner Johnson, uh, Sutton, mm-hmm. Mosley, Jalen Reed, Maven. He's coming back, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, and then you got the draft coming up. Sure. I think it sends a message that they have they're going to go corner for sure now. Yeah. Because they only, you know, they not not necessarily not if you got you got two picks in the first round, you got two picks in the second. You could you, you, you sign Mosley for a one year deal though. You got to have somebody more long term. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're valid point. Chase, did he go five? Is it that that draft? Nah, no. I don't think he, so. You know what? I think he might be right. I think he might be. I think is this. No, okay. Chase was the next year. That's right, because yeah. this is Chase's third year coming up in 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 the NFL. So, yeah. Um, but um, I guess moving forward, looking into this draft, and one thing I will say, I I, I trust Brad Holmes. Whatever whatever he ends up doing, uh, the picks that he makes, or if he makes trades for more draft picks, um, I I trust this guy. I trust this organization, and I and, and I think we can all agree. Those words have never been uttered out of any Lions fans, and within I don't know the last fifty-seven was their last title. I don't know between now and then. I'm not good at math. I can't tell you how many years it is. But um, as a Lions fan, it's always been doom and gloom, and oh, who's the next pick that's going to be a bust? Not anymore. I mean, I believe and I trust. I trust in Brad. I trust in Oh Sheila. So I do believe that. Don't quit your day job. Oh, I know. I'm telling you, my foot. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I got to add a little flavor. I think it's easy. It's easy for us all to be optimistic for them when you look at the situation in Detroit with the Red Wings, Pistons, oh. and the Tigers. It's well, it's kind of the only thing I don't, we got I don't, I don't even want to even talk about the Tigers, but right. <laughs> oh. although two walk offs back to back days, hey, got yeah. something brewing. Uh, not likely. Anyways. No. Um, so a blind, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a this, while. This is true, yeah. and it also falls out of a tree and dies before he can ingest it. So, um, yeah. I guess, Rich, uh, I'll ask you here: What do you see as their probably biggest need that they might address early on? Uh, whether it be first, second round, what what's the one position that they probably are more apt to go for? Um, so. My my personal thoughts, and we kind of did those mock drafts, and it did a simulated draft, and you kind of picked exactly where it was. But um, some of the some of the stuff that I wrote down in my notes over here, my what I'd like to see is I I would like to see anywhere on the defensive side of the ball whether we're going to go up front, and we're going to uh, maybe even move up to get a Will Anderson, baby, or if we stay put where we're at. I mean, I'm I'm very good with Witherspoon. That's kind of my two. I I'm not really sold on you know even if he's there, Jalen Carter. You know, at, people say that you know he's got some good accolades that came out you know through interviews and especially interviewing teammates and stuff like yeah. that where they, they they praised him on some things or some things were interesting as they if, as they want to say. Um, <laughs> He has a uh, – Dan Campbell has a, a unique way of, with words. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to see him do I, the defensive side of the ball because obviously we were, th- what, 32nd in the league in, in mm. defense. We were absolutely putrid. Yeah. The only way that you're going to be – got to stop. If you can score, that's great, but you got to be able to stop. Yeah. So I, I think maybe getting another, another guy on the line or getting somebody in the back. Me personally, I think if you get another guy in the front up line in the trenches – he is going to make the he's going to make the guys on the back end better because he, they're not hanging them out to dry. They're getting pressure. They're getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands faster. So mm-hmm. that's my opinion. I'd like to see them get Will Anderson. Whether they move up to three because Arizona might be shopping that pick. Um, they need a lot other, of help. Yeah, and there's I mean, and there's some other suitors that go along uh, that would that would like to have that third overall pick. I think mm-hmm. if Detroit doesn't move up to third. I got a feeling that Tannehill's time is done. Uh, and I don't think they're too sold on uh, Malik Willis. I really don't. I, I think that 
I think they're going to be probably branching out and looking for uh, maybe a quarterback, and they might move up to get Anthony Richardson. I don't know. Speculation. Malik Willis 2.0. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, JP, what do you what do you sitting here right now? What do you see as their biggest need? Uh, maybe not necessarily who they'll end up picking, but who do you? What do you see? Like, what do you think that their biggest need is? Uh, well, I don't. I don't think that they're done with corner yet. Obviously, they just traded Okuda. They signed Cam Sutton to a three-year deal. And then Mosley's kind of on one of those one-year prove-it deals. He's coming off an ACL injury. Uh, you got Jerry Jacobs, who's a serviceable guy. So I yep. wouldn't be surprised if they go with corner. I mean, if you really love Will Anderson, you could package up some picks and send some picks to Arizona to move up because at the end of the day, this team has a lot of young, talented guys that they're going to have to pay here pretty soon. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't be too bad of an idea to maybe move up, move some picks over if you really love Will Anderson and you want to move up for him. Sure. I mean, they and if, if there's one thing that Brad Holmes has put the, the Lions in, in a good position is to, with, with say, the Rams draft, you know, the, the, the Rams trade a couple years ago, you know, he was looking down, down, you know, further years when he made that deal to get another first round pick, which ended up being a, a huge, huge deal for the Lions. So he's put himself in that position to be able to do that almost with house money when you think about it, to if he wants to move up uh, and, and make that pick. I think good general managers are kind of looking two, three years ahead. Yeah. Kind of not how Les Snead did it. I mean, they got a Super Bowl out of the deal, yeah, but, yeah, but they one of the top five worst teams in football last year. And and no end in sight. I mean, they mortgaged their next probably 10 years to yeah. get a Super Bowl, and they won. And um, so is it worth it when you think about it, like one year and then, you know, 10 years or maybe whatever the case may be of futility. Yeah. I, it, it, it's rich. What yeah, do you think? Like, true. do you think, you know, if, if putting ourselves in as, as tiger fans, you know, flipping sports for a second, the, the tigers sold their soul for, with Miggy's contract. And I think they were looking at three years. They didn't really yeah. care about the, the next six, seven years down the road and, and they ended up winning. So, uh, is it worth selling out for one Super Bowl or or as a fan, do you not want to see that? You know, I think if, if let's talk about it in the terms of the Tigers. They sold their souls because Illich wanted to win a championship. Yeah. They they absolutely they I'm sure Dombrowski was under the under under the thumb of uh Illich us thing at win now. And it was kind of one of those things where you know Dombrowski was like I really don't want to spend the money on that guy. Then Papa Illich says, you know, hey, <laughs> F you. I'm, I'm making hot and readies left and right and he, to pay for this and, guy. And he, and he he just calls. He and he'll, he he just sidesteps his general manager and his, you know, president of, of baseball operations and signs a guy to a deal. When it comes to, like, anything in sports, doesn't matter what team it is, I get it. The end game is to win championships, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. None of those teams lose money. Oh, none of them. No, they, they all make money. Sure they do. It, so it's not a losing business for them, but the competitive part wants them to win. Yeah. So some have the thing was like, if I get one, Hey, I've, I've accomplished something in life. My name will always be enshrined somewhere saying that I was a Super Bowl champion. I was a uh, Stanley cup champion or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're noted for, you know, you're really known or remembered for one. You want to build a perennial sure. year over year, over year, over year. And, and that's, Pretty much, I the way I feel. Brad Holmes is going about this. Um, that not only that though, he, he fleeced his old team. So I yeah, mean, I'll take that. Yeah, he's which was one reason why I thought maybe Ramsey would come here. But I I also think that he felt like Ramsey could be like a you know a clubhouse killer, which just kind of with his attitude. So they kind of shied away from that, and he's a little bit you know long in the tooth. Uh, this is a team that that's very young, a, a team that I'm sure he wants to build for the foreseeable future. So, um, but look for the major, just look at the major contributors who are still on rookie deals. Sewell, Hutchinson, Monroe, yeah. St. Brown. Yeah. Those guys are all three of those guys are due to get paid. They're all pro level players. You know right. what I mean? And, and, and you want, you want a, a, a culture that they're going to stay like, 
Sewell loves being here, you know. These yeah. and obviously Hutchinson loves being here. And moving forward, the culture is going to be, you know, more uh, friendly for for players that are going to want to build something here. And and when it, you got the coaching staff that they do, um, it, it helps. These guys have been there, they've done that, and and they've walked in their shoes. And I think the players respect that. Uh, you know, coming in, they 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 know that they can't. BS their way through uh, a camp that everything they get, it's going to be earned. And these coaches are going to hold them to the fire on that one. But I, I do agree with Rich what you said. Uh, building up that defensive line, I think that really is going to take a lot of pressure off that secondary. And and it's it's not really going to focus on having a, a, an all-pro level linebacker when you're getting the, the push that you would get from a defensive line with Hutchinson if they were ever able to get Will Anderson, which would be amazing, and even Jalen Carter there up the middle, uh, that would definitely make that secondary that much better when you have a quarterback running I, running for his life. about Houston enough, though. Say that uh, again? You got, you got Houston, who had, what, eight and a half sacks last year? And yeah. he only played the last quarter of the season? Yeah, I mean, and yes, yeah, you want to talk about he was the, a 12th round pick? Um, you, you, <laughs> I think it was... Uh, Seventh round pick out of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jackson State. Yeah, Jackson right? State. I mean, yeah. that shows you the level of of Brad Holmes' ability to 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 sniff out talent. Malcolm and I, Rodriguez and mm-hmm. yeah, Houston both six yeah. round picks. Six six round. Yeah, six yeah. round pick. So so you have you have players that that and and they were key figures. I mean, uh, uh, Rodriguez came in right out the shoot, you know, right out of uh, camp, and he earned his spot. So. Um, Rodrigo. Rodrigo, yeah. So I trust Holmes. So um, we put together a mock 1.0, the Easy Speak 1.0, and um, kind of gave us an, an idea of what we might be thinking uh, wise. Obviously, it's probably not going to happen, uh, no. but we'll start with you, JP. I'll put your mock up on the screen here. And uh, you, you uh, first round pick, Devin Witherspoon. The corner from Illinois. He's a yeah. So I made a trade. I traded the sixth pick to the Titans for eleven and forty-one. So I figured my first pick was at eleven was Devin Witherspoon, corner out of Illinois. Like I said, I don't think they're done with corners yet. Uh, you go down to eighteen. I got Lucas Van Ness, uh, edge rusher from Iowa, built like a Greek goddess. <laughs> uh, second round pick forty-one, which was from Tennessee. I took Kalijah Kansi, defensive tackle from Pitt. I think a little bit of pass rush up the middle. Uh, once again, this was fun. Who knows if he'll be there. Uh, pick 48, I got Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, TCU. I think he kind of gives you a big target. If he's there at that really spot. If he's <laughs> there, once again, this is all for fun. Yeah. Uh, 55, I got Noah Sewell, linebacker from Oregon. Brother of Panay, uh, beast. Uh, third. Third-round pick, number 81, Hendon Hooker. If he's there at that pick, uh, I don't think you're wasting more than 15 <laughs> seconds to pick up the phone. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't uh, think so. At 152, I got Olu, Olu Watini from uh, center from Michigan. I think he uh, that's a huge pick there. A guy who was a Remington Award finalist, I think, won it uh, to back up Ragnar, who we know has had health issues, and then – for he's a guard from USC, just more offensive line depth. I mean, if you can find a couple guys like that in the later rounds, then that definitely helps your team. Yeah, and and we'll remind everybody that we just did the first five rounds. That wasn't the whole draft, and we just focused on the Lions, what their needs were. Um, so, uh, Rich, I'll move on to you. I'll put your mock-up on the screen here. <laughs> you see where mine went. Mine was only the first two rounds. Oh, so he did. He didn't follow directions, but uh, but that's okay. But we get an idea you know what? Of what what direction he's going. I don't care. Uh, but no. So yeah, I'm I'm with you, JP, on that. I stayed in the sixth spot though, and Devin Witherspoon. Um, and then uh, at 18, I took uh, Joey Porter Jr. Why not? Because he was there at the time, according to my mock draft on there, he was the best available. <laughs> Then I went with in the uh, third round with Luke Musgrave, Oregon State, and Keanu uh, Benton, interior lineman out of Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the main focus I think a lot of our, both of our or your drafts so far, D 
defense, defense, defense. And and what, what do you like to say, Rich? And we've said it in the show before: is it's the game's won and lost in the trenches. Um, yep. uh, JP goes offensive trenches uh, later or uh, mid round. So that's the that's the you know the 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 meat and potatoes, so to speak, of a winning team. If you can't block, if you can't rush, you're, you're going to be you're going to be in, in bad shape. So um, I kind of emulated a, a lot of what you guys went. Um, I made some trades. Uh, the, the first round, I moved back one spot with the, the Bears, and um, I was able to pick up an extra second-round pick. And I went Jalen Carter. And I know that the, the jury is out, not out on him. You know, he didn't complete his pro day. But I think a lot of people are looking at, what he's put on tape and, and, and he's just a disruptor. And I, and I like that. If you got a guy that's able to get to the quarterback, that, that makes it harder for them to double team um, Hutchinson or Houston. Um, got a, uh, going with the 18th pick, Joey Porter Jr. Build up that cornerback. Uh, you can't go wrong. He was probably, you know, it depends on who you look at one or two, as far as corners go for the season. Um, last year in college. Hennon Hooker, I, he's moving up the draft board so fast. I, I wouldn't be shocked come draft day he moves into the first round. I was shocked if this was like pick 60 that he was there uh, in the second round. Um, his knee injury is not going to be an issue whatsoever uh, moving forward with him. Obviously, uh, it, it, knee injuries are a dime a dozen. These guys come back pretty quick. We don't need them to play right away. You got a year or whatever the case may be with them. So you got some time. Cody Mock, I, I remember watching him in the in the uh, combine. This dude is he. You want to talk about meat and potatoes? This guy is 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 a wall on the offensive line, North Dakota State. So he doesn't get a lot of publicity, but he made his name known uh, as far as. Uh, the combine went, so he did real well. Uh, and here, I, I just think I got a line of Alabama guys. I got Battle, who's a safety. He's athletic. Uh, Henry Toa Toa, uh, another really athletic. I think he's a Malcolm Rodriguez type of linebacker. Um, and obviously, Detroit is really weak at the tight, tight end position. I like Latu. Started out really hot. He kind of fizzled toward the end, and I think that's why his draft stock has kind of plummeted a little bit. Um, and then uh, some more help in the middle of the linebacker. Ivan Pace started his college career at Miami of Ohio and finished strong in Cincinnati. Uh, this is kind of a homer pick, uh, Schoonmaker. I'm not too sure if he's going to be there. At the, It was like 118th pick. I don't know. Um, has he? Does he have enough on, on tape? Uh, he had a pretty good year last year, and they got hurt. Um, so we'll see. I, I like him. He can catch the ball. Really well, and then uh, shoring up that defensive line, uh, Moro Ajoma out of Texas. So um, again, it's 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 guys that they get dirty, they get gritty, and and they're they're Aaron Glenn type guys, they're Dan Campbell type guys, and and, and that that are going to come in and make an impact pretty pretty quick, and and that's kind of the direction I went, and I'm and, and I feel like you guys um kind of felt felt the same way. Don't you guys get the feeling like looking at the mocks and like projections that linebacker is like the new running back position of defense? You don't really see linebackers that are like truly valued like they used to be. Well, I mean, it, 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 it could be a size factor maybe. Uh, they're lining them up on, on, on the D line a lot of times and then they're dropping them back into coverage. So, uh, it's more of a hybrid role, it feels like, yeah. uh, coming out of college. So maybe that has something to do with it. I agree with you. It, 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 that I definitely. Mean, you look at, look at Nicobe Dean, who went third round last year, I think it was. All indications are that he's probably going to be their starting linebacker for a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. Um, so, well, there's our mock. We'll, uh, <clears throat> hopefully, Mr. Jasper will, uh, find a couple extra minutes and do another one for next week's show. We'll just keep doing that until the draft, until the draft uh, uh, happens. And then we'll do our, uh, our, our you know, big draft show. But uh, moving on to the Detroit. Oh, I got the wrong one there. Never mind. That was the wrong uh, clip. I must not have entered that right. Um, the, the Detroit Pistons 
are looking for a new coach, yeah. and um, they can't mess this one up because as you mean they didn't mess up the last one they had. <laughs> JP gave us a little nugget no, uh, be- ahead, before the show. Give a little nugget of information. Yeah, of of who they should have had in 2018 instead of uh, Dwayne Casey. Yeah, so the Pistons in 2018, when they were doing their head coaching search, interviewed Ime Udoka, who you guys know was the Boston coach who took him to the finals, longtime assistant to Greg Popovich, and they hired Dwayne Casey. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if, if you go back to 2018 – <clears throat> Do you, you guys hear that? It's the Benny Hill theme song. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but Dwayne Casey, what was he, two years removed from an NBA Finals championship in Toronto? So I, I, I think that is probably why they went in that direction. But although always, you know, you look back in the coulda, woulda, shoulda file and, and to think that they could have had, you know, him at, at head coach there uh, and then to see where they're at now. But – um, obviously, there's a there's a you know a list of of potential candidates, um, and like I said earlier, it, it, they got to get it right. They have they have a a group of young athletic talent um, that potentially could you know make some noise in the East if they had the right kind of direction. If they bring in a coach that might even bring in some free agency, uh, Rich, you 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 got anybody that you you think uh, could so- come in here and and, and make an impact? So one of the first things that that you know that we heard was that uh, Troy Weaver was going to have his quote unquote requirements. He's got three requirements in his coaching search. One is he wants to make sure that the coach that they bring in instills discipline. Two, he's got a way of developing the players, uh, the especially the younger players, and then three, defense. Everybody knows in the NBA there has not been shit for defense. I'll tell you right now playoff game going on right now i'm not going to tell you the teams because if i did they'd probably end up throwing us off to here but i will tell you that it's like eight or ten minutes left to go in the fourth quarter and it's like 110 to 100 mm-hmm. it's like why why can't we go back to where these teams could barely score 100 points every night yeah. so with that being said there's a couple there's a couple uh, you know options that are out there uh the one uh one that JP already brought up, but you know, what another guy that is, is supposed to that they're searching for an interview for, and it probably have to be after the playoffs. Cause right now he's currently in a, is one of the assistants for the Milwaukee bucks, but Charles Lee, I mean, he comes in it's a championship team, right? He, you know, he's, ta- he's been there. He knows what mm-hmm. it takes as a, as an assistant, but also Milwaukee's also been one of the, def- one of the best defensive teams, not tonight, but <laughs> one of the best defensive teams in the, in the NBA. So that's kind of encouraging. And then another guy that they're talking about, uh, Chris Quinn, who is an assistant in Miami and Miami is a solid basketball organization, right? Um, uh, winning culture there. Uh, and Quinn has been there since 14. So he's been around, he's, uh, He's been behind. I keep calling the guy looks like Eric Estrada, the younger version. <laughs> how how long has he been there now? Yeah, he dude, he's been there. I mean, he was the but he wins. He was he the throwing when Riley stepped down. Figured he was yeah. there for uh, maybe a, a lap dance or two, but he's been there for like fifteen years. It's incredible. Yeah. It's Eric Spolstra. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, winning guy, uh, winning teams that they're a part of, uh, it's important to bring in guys that are prone to winning so they can spread that into the, the clubhouse and get that, I guess, culture going in the right direction. JP, what uh, who do you want to see uh, brought here to save think, save the Pistons? I think, obviously, uh, you look at it, Yudoka's at the top of the list. As you <coughs> said, uh, Charles Lee would be a good one, winning pedigree. Uh, Quinn. The one that kind of questioned me a little bit is that they interviewed Kevin Ollie, who, I mean, he won a national championship yeah. in 2014. He won 127 games. But I'm pretty sure he hasn't coached in like four years because mm-hmm. he's 
suing Connecticut for <laughs> wrongful firing. So I, I might, was wondering what the hell hey, was going on with that. Hey, hey, maybe, hey, maybe Connecticut has a deal with the Pistons saying, hey, please give this guy a job. Yeah. And, and we'll do – Well, and, what, what I understand is when, when they tried to uh, fire Kevin Ali, this is what he said. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I think though, if you can get if you can get Yudoka, which is probably the time to strike right now because he's probably going to take any job that he can get, and it's been rumored between us and the Rockets, Oof. maybe <laughs> a flip uh, a coin. <laughs> if you yeah. can get him on a AJ Hinch type of circumstance, you know, a 30, very true. A thirty, hey, it'd be a thirty yard dumpster fire or a twenty yard dumpster mm. fire. Let's it's be honest, guys. We don't give a shit what they do as long as they win or as long as they right. can play, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I go back to what you said, Rich. Um, there is no defense in basketball. Mm-hmm. And and if anyone's ever watched this show, uh, they know my stance. They've heard me say it. The NBA died after 2005. Uh, the Pistons seem to rewrite the playbook not once but twice in the last 30 years. So it's it's hard to find – a coach that's going to really go out there and preach defense, and that's what you really want. But I think uh, uh, most importantly, you need a coach that can kind of relate to these players. They're so young, um, so they need somebody that you know can kind of speak their language and and has their mojo. And and, and I do think Lee could be that that coach. He's thirty six, he's young, um, and he's been with a winning program that plays defense. So I agree with you, uh, Rich, 100%. That, that's a possibility. I'm hearing this This would be a, a Joe Dumars type of uh, move here if he was still the general manager. Jerry Stackhouse, he's a coach at Vanderbilt. I don't think that'll happen. I think uh, Stackhouse has pretty much uh, let his uh, opinions know. He's very happy where he's at in Vanderbilt, although I, you know he's, he's kind of building up that that program. So um, I, I don't think he wants to come to the NBA and be really put under the microscope scope. I think he likes being uh, developing his, his coaching ability in, in a, in a power conference, but not a flashy school. So I don't think that'll happen. Uh, Nets assistant, Brian Keefe was, was mentioned um, who has ex- uh, uh, experience with Troy Weaver. He worked uh, with him in a couple different positions and Kevin Durant has credited him to, uh, helping his development early on in his NBA career. So knowing that, that is definitely somebody that you want to come in here uh, and be able to, you know, take some of these young guys and, and really show them the game and, 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 and learn. Because, you know, coming out of college, these guys are a year or two and that's it. So I don't think they've matured enough. And, and obviously they haven't had the right coaching. So being able to have a coach that can come in and, and develop, that's what you want. But, you know it's been it's been tough tough times in in, in Detroit as far as the Pistons go. Uh, when the playoffs three years ago, they were you know swept by the Cavs, and it's just it's been really tough. And um, I'm tired of watching them lose, and just like every other team in this city. But the, the Pistons have have a, have a special place in my heart. I, I I loved back in the day the bad boys, the going to work Pistons. That was. Detroit personified, and, and I'd love to get back. I'd love to have that Pizza Palace rocking and rolling. Uh, it would be amazing to see. But um, Hey, w- would Jerry Stackhouse teach a guy how to shoot the ball 50 times a game like he used to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think that's uh, – I do think and that's – And shoot 32% from the field? Yeah. I, I do think that's – 25 on 50 shots? That's a yeah. that's a gimmick pick, and I I don't see it happening. I don't think he he really wants yeah, to happen. Yeah, and I, you know and that's and, you know a lot of people were saying here in the area like, um, go get Chauncey Billups. It's like you know what I I get it. There's nostalgic behind that. Mm-hmm. However, State, you bro. you got to take that nostalgic and you got to put it away. Like it's like I I I would trust Billups a lot more than Jerry Stackhouse. I I mean because who who made him a winner? Larry Brown. I think he would take some of those, those those coaching intangibles and kind of put them to the... the guys won 60 games in two years with one of the best players of his generation. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, so maybe, no, I don't know. But again, I think it's, it's, it's all gimmicky and, and you, you, you can't, you got to put gimmicks aside and you, you have to yeah. put the right guy in that's going to 
going to make these guys, you know, you know, at least want to win. So I guess like when the Tigers hired Brad Ausmus because he could bang every chick in Detroit and still didn't win no game. Oh, he was terrible. He was terrible. But that's a good segue. Uh, Talking Pistons, NBA playoffs is underway. Um, Like Rich said, there's the game's going on right now. Um, Predictions. And and here's the thing is, I I don't get this. You know, I've been, if you see me looking up, it's because I got the TV on. I'm looking at it. And what is there to review in basketball? It's like the ball goes in the hoop, <laughs> two points, and behind the line the ball goes in, yeah. three points. Yeah. This is like the third review I've seen. But anyways, regardless of that, so you got the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference. Uh, I'm just going to give you my first round selection on who it's going to be. So I'll go ahead and lead this off. So I'm going to give you the first. So we got the Bucks versus the Heat right now, uh, currently speaking. Uh, Miami's up 13 points on them. So, uh, with that being said, I have uh, I got the Bucks taking the series in five. Um, I think this is probably might be the only game that Miami's going to win on the series. Obviously, um, JP, who do you got? Uh, well, I predicted the end of it. Um, I like uh, Phoenix out of the West. Obviously, if they can stay healthy, and then. I like the Bucks, but we'll see. Obviously, we've seen Giannis go down today. So we'll see how uh, significant that injury is. But I think when you look at those two lineups, you look at Phoenix with Booker and Paul and uh, yeah. DeAndre Ayton and Durant, and then you look at Milwaukee with you know the Middleton and the Holiday and Giannis and Portis off the bench. I, that would be an intriguing matchup for me, but – it's the NBA, so who knows if anybody will stay healthy. True. Or play. It, especially True. especially Durant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's he's infamous for uh, not making like it through a whole playoff run. Oh, so if you want to go straight to the finals, who's my prediction in the finals? I'm with yeah, you on that. I got Phoenix, and I got I got Phoenix, and I got the Bucks in the finals, and I have Phoenix taking it just because I think, I think they're a little more back in. They're yeah, a little more deeper of a team. Tom, yeah, I, I, I guess it all relies on that Durant, Durant's health. Uh, which, how many games has he played with Phoenix since he's, he's he was traded to the uh, the the Fighting Ishbias there in Phoenix? Eight, eight games. So yeah. he hasn't really developed that camaraderie. But does he need it? I mean, he's 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 an all world type of player. So he's he, on a new team every year. He's used to it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, when it comes to winning. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if Phoenix can stay healthy, if if Durant can stay healthy, they've got the experience. Chris Paul you, you, and Booker can shoot the lights out. He plays a pretty solid defense. On paper, you think that they could possibly be the representative. But then you look at Golden State coming in. I think they had the number two best chance to make it to the finals out of the West, and Sac Sacktown went in there and took care of them. So uh, one to six. In, in the West is pretty deep. I, I so yeah. uh, barring injury, give me Phoenix out of the West, and uh, this Giannis injury, uh, a back injury. Uh, oh. You don't you don't just get over back injuries, and and he's an explosive type of player. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't get him near the hoop, and if he's not a disruptor, you can forget about it. I, yeah, I then his games played in the paint too, so he uses that bat quite a bit. Uh, absolutely, uh, watching uh, watching the 76ers play yesterday, they they were pretty dominant. They were pretty dominant. Can they withstand a long playoff run? I don't think so. Joel Embiid's a bit of a head case. I don't trust him. Uh, I like Boston. This is Boston's year. Uh, they've come really close the past couple. So give me Boston and Phoenix. Uh, for the finals, uh, are we predicting the uh, champion too? Uh, if you want, yeah, if you want to, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, give me the Celts. The Boston Celtics gonna uh, win win the uh, NBA finals. I didn't know. I don't know. Mike Valeni was on this podcast. Don't you dare! Yeah. Don't you I, dare! I think when the lights were the brightest last year, that's when Tatum shut down the most. So until I see him get over that, I. I don't think they're going to make. It. I would actually take Philadelphia over Boston, but I like. Uh, I think it's Phoenix's year. 
I think Ishbia bought the team and made a huge splash with Duran. I kind of, I really like their team. Yeah. And, and, and talk about mortgaging the future. You know, he, he gave up a lot yeah. for them. So, but they're also in a position where they could win, you know, the next couple of years. So I think it, 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 uh, uh, Paid out. Uh, Drew's Drew's good buddy Tim here, um, uh, the fellow Buckeye. Ah, I disagree. Uh, I disagree. I think he's a big ball of hot air. But anyways, that's that. kind of got a side note. <laughs> that's so, for another show. You look at Ishbia. He went out and made the big splash with Durant. The Walton family went out and got Russell Westbrook when they brought the Broncos. Yeah. So it makes you kind of wonder what are what's Washington going to do. You mean uh, Russell uh, Wilson? Marcus. Russell Wilson. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Well, the the first thing the uh, the commies should do is implode FedEx Field because that's um that that place needs to go. They need to relocate. They need to change their name back to, to the football the team. Football team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Oh, the Redskins. Either or. I'll take either or. Yeah. yeah. Rich, who you got so to I'm, win it? So I so I'm reading here a little bit. Uh, so Giannis went down with an injury. He was driving to the driving to the paint, uh, blocking foul by. Love shot his two free throws, tried to walk it off and play, couldn't play. So they is still uncertain for game two. Tyler Harrell is going to be out, broken hand. Oh, boy. He's done. So that's, that's tough. So We had a question uh, earlier about Ja Morant. Somebody said his uh, – Tim said uh, – uh, Yeah, so uh fell, and uh, it appears that he re-injured his hand from a – Injury previous, it was more like a jam. So it wasn't follow on that. It didn't have anything to do about uh, flashing a a, 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 yeah. a a gun or anything <laughs> like that. You, you wave your you wave your piece at me. Um, yeah, so that was that. Um, no, I think. Um, I mean, I know you don't like Matt Ishbia, but I think he, I think when he took over for that team, he, I mean, he pretty much. He went in with a bunch of investors, you know, himself and a bunch of investors, and pretty much they, I think they all lined up, whipped it out on the table. Whoever the biggest one got to control the team, and he went right. Up. It did, I don't think the ink was dry on the paper. He went out and, mm-hmm. and made some splashes. So I, yeah. I, I think Phoenix is in a good position, not only for the championship this year, but they're also for maybe the next couple of years. Well, you look at Ishbia bought into a team that was a right there, and B. Uh, the league was looking for a way to get rid of their owner because he was a complete moron. So yeah. it was a perfect situation for him to come in and immediately make an impact. So in uh, knowing the the competitive nature he is with with Dan Gilbert, Dan which Gilbert. by the way, has anyone heard anything about Dan Gilbert uh, recently? The last couple of years, I haven't really heard his name. But knowing that competitive edge, you know he's going to want to come in here and 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 get a championship under his belt early. So. Um, it doesn't surprise yeah. me that he's he's making an impact at just to that say fast. I did it. Right. right, exactly. Uh switching gears, we'll um we've got the NHL playoffs coming to start uh tomorrow night. Um this is Rich's wheelhouse. He's he's our uh he's our NHL guy. Um we're gonna you know, kind of shoot it his way. Um and again, predictions, I'll say this. There isn't a better playoff than the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. From round one to the finals, I it's it, it it's as good as it gets. And 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 you're not gonna find another league that does it and and where you have an eight seed that can legitimately win the Stanley Cup every year. And and that's just, just so exciting to watch. And um so with that being said, uh you got some predictions, Rich. What are your thoughts uh, going into this playoff run? I know you're a big uh, Houston, or I'm sorry, Edmonton Oilers fan. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, by the way, uh, off topic, uh, Luke Combs came out on stage with what a Houston Oilers coat on last night, which was oh, actually Jesus. pretty cool. Um, the fans were like, "What the fuck is he doing?" <laughs> but, anyways, uh, the Edmonton like, Oilers. <laughs> yeah. So. It's going to be, um, as all, kind of like you said, Tom, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, every year the playoffs, um, they never cease to amaze anybody. You know, you could have the, like last year, um, Toronto was one of the, I'm not going to say they're the favorite, but they were one of the most dominant teams. 
uh, last year, get bounced in the first round. Um, first year that uh, Vegas was in the league, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. They lost out, but still, you, I mean, that's just like you never know. Like this year, the crack, crack year two, year, even though they're a even though they're a wild card, and they are going against the Avs. The, the Avs are Avs do have some injuries, but I don't think those injuries are going to be more more so. That's going to give the crack and the edge on that. So. Uh, to kind of give you a breakdown uh, in the West, I mean, the first series I got here, you got Las Vegas versus the Jets. Um, I got the I got the Golden Knights taking it in five, and the reason why I have that, I, I the the they're just too deep of a team. Um, I think the only thing that might save the Jets and maybe even give the Jets a little bit of glimmer hope is the play of Connor Hellebuck, and he at times has been stand up, stand on his head. And there's been times where it just seems like nothing is going his way. You know, he's, he's sometimes, and he's the victim of like the, uh, uh bad puck luck, so to speak. Right. <laughs> so I got Vegas and five on that one. So my next one up, I want to talk about is the stars in the wild. Okay. Is this going to be the last hoorah for Mark Andre Fleury? Right. He's been, I mean, he's been around he's Pittsburgh. He was in, he was in uh, Vegas. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was in Chicago last year. Now he's in Minnesota. So he's kind of made his way around. Um, he's a very accomplished goalie. And you, you hate um, to see the, you know, the, the, I don't know if he's great, but one of the, some of the better ones, you just hate to see them, you know, bouncing around from city to city yeah, toward the end very, of their career. It, it's very disheartening to see that because, I mean, everybody, I mean, every player will tell you that they would like, to, they'd like to finish out their career where they got drafted. And you see a lot of them take the one year deals to sign with, you know, Pittsburgh and then retire as a penguin type deal. But um, I, I honestly think I, I, the stars, the stars are loaded. I mean, the stars yeah, are unbelievably loaded. Their offense is, uh, is great. Uh, they got a good backstop. Um, but however, I still think the wild are going to pull it out in seven. If it goes seven games, I'm saying if it goes seven games, the wild are going to take it. If it, uh, you know, it, and that's one of those things where it's like, if they can get past six games, then that's, that opens up a whole another option of that. Um, Oilers and Kings. Oilers have been on an absolute tear lately. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, um, their defense has been great. Nurse, the only shaky thing I have is their goaltending at times can be um, iffy. But uh, I I firmly believe that, um, you know, firmly believe that the Oilers are going to take that in five. I do. Uh, the only thing that scares me is uh, the Kings' ability on defense. Their defense is unbelievable, um, but I don't think it's going to be enough to stop. I don't think it's going to be enough to stop the Oilers. And then the Avs, the Avs, they're going to take that series against the Kraken. They will, um, and I don't really have to expand any more. Other than that, I know that they're going to. I know they're going to take it, and that's probably going to be a five. So we're going to move to the East. Uh, you got the, you got the battle of the train ride from, uh, Jersey to, um, um, from Jersey to New York, New York City. I mean, Bro yeah. yeah, Broadway. Yeah. So, um, that one right there, it's going to be interesting because you got, you got the Hughes brothers playing together. Luke Hughes scored his first goal, uh, the other day, the other night, uh, first goal in his NHL career assisted by his brother, Jack. Wow. Um, and he was just days removed from the uh, Frozen Four. And that's one uh, cool thing with the NHL. You saw that, uh, you know, two years ago with um, with um, Montreal and, and the, the kid from Wisconsin. Caulfield. Yeah, Cole Caulfield went right from, you know, the, the Frozen yeah. Four to to making a huge impact in the playoffs for yeah. for um, Montreal. So that is that's a... That's a pretty cool little uh, thing that the NHL has. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I think that's, I think, that, you know, from a sentimental part, that's kind of a special series to, uh, you know, especially for the the Hughes family. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, kudos to his mom and dad. I mean, they've they've plopped out some NHL stars. You know, is there any more Hughes when, in the when, chamber? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, oh, pops but, you know, ended up at three. That was all he could yeah. do. Yeah. So I mean, you got that. Uh, the but the Rangers are loaded. I mean, they absolutely just loaded up this year. 
uh, you know, getting Patty Kane, you know, at the trade deadline. Experience. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're absolutely, you know, you got Panarin, you got Zabana Jag. I mean, uh, he's Shishnerkin, got the best hair and, and best hair yeah, in I mean, hockey. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you have, they have probably arguably in the East, probably one of the uh, best offenses. Their defense can struggle at times. Uh, they're not a complete team, but I think that the uh, Rangers are going to pull that one off. Uh, Canes and Isles, uh, I'll tell you right now, if the Canes don't get it in six, uh, it's going to be the Islanders to lose because it seems like every year, day, every year, year in, year out, when the Islanders are on or in the playoffs, anything can happen for them. I mean, they're, they are just gritty as all get up. So, and, uh, I think that's going to be, um, I think that's going to be one of those things where, uh, their goaltender, if their goaltender stands on their head, um, they're, they're going to be in. Uh, Boston and Florida. I think Boston's going to absolutely sweep Florida. Um, no, no ifs, ands, buts about it. I think um, I think Boston is probably the more complete team from top to bottom. I think they're, they're the most complete team in the NHL, obviously because they set the record this year for most victories, right? But I think from top to bottom, starting from the goal line to the to the center, uh, you know, goal line to goal line, they're the team to beat. So I got Boston taking that in four. And then I'm going to stop last um, with the Toronto versus Tampa. Obviously, we all know Toronto hasn't won a playoff series since 2004. (laughs) We we, we got a good. Which, which, by the way, is they, they, that, that series, it was a battle of Ontario. (laughs) The two goalies in that were uh, uh, Ed Belfour and Patrick Laline. Those were the two goalies for that. Belfour blows. Yeah, Belfort blows. <laughs> Belfort so, blows. <laughs> so, um, here's the thing: all time in playoff series where Toronto and Tampa have played each other, Tampa is four three and zero in series against them. Hmm. Um, so, I think if Toronto and I, you know, and this is where you're playing the ifs. You know, if you put a gun to my head and said who's going to win, uh, I'm, I'm going to say Toronto. But Toronto better do it in six games. Because if they don't do it in six games, they're losing. Again. And then we're going to hear it over and over again. 1967. 1967, bitch. bitch. The last time they won the Stanley Cup. So with that with, with that right there, so I'm just going to kind of give you a quick rundown of my thoughts. So the Dark Horse, uh, according to BetMGM, the Dark Horse uh, to win the Stanley Cup, some of the odds, uh, Kings are at 2,200, plus 2,200. Wild are at plus two thousand. Panthers are at plus twenty two hundred. Islanders are at plus five thousand. Uh, go throw five bucks on there. You know, you never know. Five bucks, win or lose. Uh, Jets are at three thousand, uh, and Kraken's a four thousand. Mm. So, but they also have a thing. This is biggest disappointment. Oh, in the playoffs. So the biggest disappointment. They <laughs> guess who's uh, guess who's leading with plus nine hundred. Ah, uh, that would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. That would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> the Avalanche are plus seven hundred. The Bruins are a plus uh, three fifty, and the Oilers are a plus seven hundred. So, given my prediction, this is my prediction right here. We're going to throw it back, okay? So, my prediction for the Stanley Cup: Who's going to play in the Stanley Cup from the Western Conference? It's going to be the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Oh, oh cornbread in the oven. It, it, it is, yeah. So that one right there. <clears throat> if bought. It, if Boston can't make it, they're frauds. So I have well, there was Boston. there was there was a team in ninety five, ninety six that uh, they just eclipsed that no, no. may have they been frauds, frauds yeah, that, that frauds. year too. So yeah, so here, so I got the Oilers in Boston. Now I saw Tim. I think he put it. He just put a comment up saying yeah, biased opinion. Go Avs. I to be honest with you, I think it's going to be the Avs in the. Uh, um, I think it's going to be the Avs and the Oilers. I think are going to be in the, uh, I think are in the Western Conference Final together. So that that'll be an exciting series. Uh, that will be ratings bonanza. I think for the NHL, if, if that was the case. Um, yeah, I'll get my pick. Obviously, like I said, hold on, I'm not done. Oh, yet. oh, oh, look, 
No, I just, I just told you I just told you the two that was there, right? Oh, okay, okay. We're we're going for I got broke. The, I got I got the Oilers winning in five. Of course you do. Of <laughs> of course you do. Boy, that might be the biggest shocker of the night. I'll Rich Jasper, I'll look at my Oilers doll here so I can put it on the screen. But yeah, no, I the Oilers the Oilers in five. Your ass better call somebody. Right. Yeah, if, if you didn't know, that's uh, uh, you know. was Rich's pick. So Edmonton, um, uh, no, I, I think they're infamous for like Toronto. They come in with a lot of, you hype. know, a lot of hype. Yeah, and and you look at who they have, McDavid and Drysdale. It's like, how do they not win? They should be there. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna go. Uh, I agree with you, Colorado. They are just uh, Kale McCarr on defense, just unbelievable. They've got it top to bottom, and they're young, and there's no reason why they don't do what they did, similar to what Tampa did going back to back in the in winning the Cubs a couple years ago. Um, so, give me Colorado out of the West, and coming out of the East. I mean. I just don't think they're frauds. I don't think they're frauds. I, I think they're loaded. Boston, uh, obviously, the President's yeah, Cup. Goal line to goal well, line. They're, it, I mean, goal line to goal line, they're unstoppable. Marshawn, who's a huge fan of the city of Detroit, <laughs> um, who I think uh, I've got an elbow or two that I would like to hit him in the nose. Um, but he's good. I think that's I the know. thing that's, that's hard. Uh, you want to hate the guy. But he's good, and he's a really funny follow on TikTok, by the way. You know, but here, so here's the, so you bring him up. So back in our day, because we're a little bit older, so he would be the equivalent to uh, Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios was a player that you hated to play against, but God damn it, you loved him on your team. Yeah, I can't. He, when he played for Chicago, hated oh him. my gosh, yep. in Detroit, they wanted to kill him. Yeah, they absolutely they, they traded for him, and it was like he's a hero. Like, <laughs> everybody's like, yeah, hop, hop on, hop on the wagon, everybody. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, yeah, so t- I think I think I see Tim's comment: the Avs and Oilers. Yes, the Avs beat him in four games last year. So it's called redemption. That's what it's exactly what it's called. It's called redemption. It's called wishful thinking. No, it's not. Um, you want you want to put money on it? (laughs) We we might be able to. We might be able to. We might be able to. You know what? You know what? We will put we will put a gentleman's bet of a beer. Okay, that sounds good. Not Uh, non alcoholic for me. Yes, of course. And then then whatever one you want. Um. uh, but uh, overall, winning it all, I've got um. I got Colorado uh, going in and um, eating Tim's cornbread. Uh, I don't. Uh, Christina's boss is a big Colorado fan, and 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 he breaks it down. We have conversations. Uh, oh, I kind of hijack her team's meetings uh, sometimes when when he's talking, uh, you know, hockey because you know that's just what I do. But uh, I I just think they're built. <laughs> they're built, and um, it, it's going seven games. There's no question about it. So. I like Colorado in that one. Um, so, but that kind of moves me into, like you said, a gentleman's bet. Uh, it's the Red Wings. One day will be back there again. Yeah, Picture yeah, yeah. They'll be back there. They will be. Uh, our uh, fellow co-host, who's not with us tonight, uh, Drew. Um, He's he's waving the the white flag uh, with with the 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 Red Wings, but I we think we both tell him to pump the brakes. But uh, like you I said, get off, get off my lawn, Drew. Is yeah, that what you're talking Drew, about? Yeah, I'm done. But it's usually uh, he's he's texting this out after he's had about thirteen beers and and he spent a half paycheck at uh, the Pizza Palace uh, at the games. <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, but yeah. move moving forward, you mentioned gentleman's bet. It is time for. Ain't my money. Not my problem. Not my problem. Uh, so we're going to bring JP back. The the one, the only. JP the Giant. Man, I was falling asleep during that hockey segment. I just <laughs> I, I, I bet you were. <laughs> so it's not your money, and, and we all know. It's not your problem either. Um, what'd you pick for the week? 
All right, so I'm coming off of a loss here. Caitlin Clark let me down in the last one, so I'm one and one here. But uh, I'm going to go with the closeout game tonight in the Nuggets game. I got uh, Michael Porter Jr. to score 15-plus points. Michael Porter Jr., three-plus threes. And the Nuggets money line at plus 148. Oh, that's a that's a uh, very detailed uh you throwing money at it that you don't that you don't care about and you don't have a problem with, so that's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, we know it ain't your money, and it clearly ain't your problem. What you got? No, it ain't. Uh, you, I'll come back to me. Oh, okay. I well, I, I, for, I forgot what. Uh, I forgot okay, what Drew. I, here. <laughs> I forgot what dude. I got. I got it up right. I forgot what bet it was. Oh, okay, okay. Well, this yeah. one, this one, I think uh, my. Uh, uh, not my problem pick of the week. I think you're really going to like this one, Rich. I think you really are, and it was it's kind of themed about what we just talked about in the NHL segment of how all hype, no bite in the playoffs. Game one, Edmonton and the Kings. I'm going Kings money line plus 230. The puck line is plus plus one point five. Give me the Kings to go in and take game one. I'm not saying they're gonna win the series, but they're gonna go in and win game one with their flashy silver helmets. They're gonna go in there flashing up and down Edmonton and uh they're gonna take game one. Money line plus two thirty. Give me the Oilers. I'm sorry, give me the Kings. I'm sorry, give me the Kings. Kings. Freudian okay. slip. Right. So I would I am also sticking with hockey and it is gonna be Tampa at the Maple Leafs. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the uh, the Leafs. Uh, it's plus one sixty two one point uh, minus one and a half. Ooh. And that that game is in Toronto, correct? It is. It is. So it is. That's gonna it be is. Battle of the Blues. That's gonna be a really good series. I I like that. I that that thing could go seven. I they all could go seven. I think that's the, the beautiful thing about hockey. Um, oh, I, we'll, have, we'll have to have a watch party, JP. You'll have to come over and watch some hockey with us. <laughs> I, right. You know what? I probably got a jersey you can wear. I might even wear my my Tyler Bertuzzi oh, there you go. all-star jersey that I got. I, I, you got a hat I can lay down on? Hey, hey so, I, so I bought that jersey <laughs> at LCA. Otherwise known as the Pizza Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, preseason. It was his all-star jersey from the previous year. Dude, I paid twenty bucks for this jersey. How? At, at wow, it was that's on a, sale. That's incredible. It was last year's. It was wow. on, it was the first preseason game of the year. Mm. I'll come watch some hockey as long as beer and food is involved. Um, it's, that's a given. Is that that might be a rhetorical question, uh, JP? Yeah. You, you you know the the speakeasy is very well stocked at all times. So I usually go for the closeout games with the lightning. When I can make some money on, <laughs> you can make some money on them. Yeah. But no, so yeah, so uh, yeah, so for the show next week, I am a fifty-fifty on. So yeah, I might be here next week. I might you, not. You be got here a tournament week. next week, don't you? Correct. That's but we'll correct. be here. And, JP and, and I follow- will be here. In the following week, as long as it's not too late, and I might be able to do it from London. Oh. Oh. So, woo table for one, Rich Jasper. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but good show, guys. Uh, obviously, we talked Lions and into the drafts heating up. Uh, Rich, you got anything you want to say before we close it out? Uh, yeah. Next week, are we going to talk about uh, pizza, or what are we going to talk? About? Yes, yes. Um, we were going to do that today, but or this week's show didn't get around to promoting it. Um, we are asking uh, our fellow listeners and viewers uh what's your favorite pizza pizza place St- style place toppings yeah just whatever it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be a metro detroit it could be it could be anywhere if it's right. a place you had in new york or mm-hmm. wherever let us know uh on on our social media it'll go up on our facebook page i'll put it up on twitter as well um, just let us know, and we'll we'll talk about it next week. So that'll be kind of fun. We did it can a couple we go, weeks ago. Can we break it down into two, though, with uh, chain pizza and the mom and pop pizza. Yeah, we could probably do that. 
Yeah, we can break it down. Like yeah, that. We'll, we'll 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 hammer it out. But uh, look forward to that next week. I'll, uh, like I said, look for the socials. We'll we'll hit it out there. Um, but yeah, that's it. We did that a couple weeks ago with the burger, and it, and it went really well. Except <laughs> Drew's like, yeah, I like to do a burger on the Blackstone. Not sure where he was headed with that one, but uh, maybe Drew. he'll get it right next week. Uh, but uh, oh, Jake, guys, oh no, no, the best was the five hundred text messages after the show telling us all these. Burgers. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Hey, you dumbass! Why didn't you? <laughs> for the days the days show? leading up to the show, we're like, we, what do you think, Drew? And 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 just crickets and then you know after we're done recording it's um he comes up with 58 different uh places that he likes but uh anyways uh jp you got anything you want to close out with yeah uh well it's getting ready to get warm at some point uh everybody's kind of seen what's been going on in detroit this weekend so uh when you're out just be safe be vigilant uh a lot of crazy people in the world right now so uh, everybody just stay safe out there yeah, well Agreed. said. And, and with the warm weather does bring out craziness, uh, both on and off the water too. You know, people are jumping their boats on it. You you uh, posted something on Facebook about the the boat ramp line uh, was unbelievable the other day. So definitely, um, I'll my boat will be going in the water in the next week or two, and and that is important. That's a great great uh, thing to say, JP. Uh, for me, Good PSA, JP. Yeah, for good what, public service announcement. Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. For me, it's. I'm talking about pizza. JP yeah. talking about. Hey, everybody, be safe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and and this has some pizza relevance. Um, I can't wait until the day comes that we can go downtown in the summer, summer early summer months to the Pizza Palace, and and take part in what maybe could be you know winning sports down there with the Pistons and Red Wings. The Pistons got to do it right with this this coach pick. And the Red Wings are, you know, we still believe in the Iser plan. And, and I just, I can't wait till we can get back to those days of, of being excited in the summer, uh, hearing that hideous April in the D song, which I, I, I actually never want to hear again if, if I could help it. But um, hopefully someday we'll get back to that very soon of, of going downtown and just, you know, winning hockey, winning basketball. That would be amazing. But... Uh, Again, great show, fellas. Um, uh, we'll look forward to doing this again. It'll probably be back to our normal time next week. Uh, I, I was traveling back, like I said, from Nashville, so that's why we're on a little bit later. But um, with that being said, thanks, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right back here next week for another fun-filled episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. Cheers.